0: We have been going through a series uh, called Conversations with Jesus. And uh, as we go through the Gospel of Luke, the whole idea is that we're hearing from Jesus, the one who has the words of life. And we have this opportunity where we can, you know, not only hear from him, but learn from him and grow from him. And so, uh, in, in, in today, as we, we're going to talk about uh, prayer. Today is all about prayer, and we're going to have prayer tips from Jesus, and it's actually part one because we're going to do it in a three-part series as we kind of go through uh, just a part of chapter 18, but I just felt like the Lord would want to camp on this for a bit because prayer is something that we talk about, that we love to do, that we want to do, that we want to have in our life, but uh, so many times it gets neglected. You know, it's something that Uh, it's just through trials, through difficulties, through whatever it may be. Sometimes it becomes, in fact, the last resort rather than the first resource. And we want prayer to be the first resource rather than the last resort in our lives. We always want to pray. We want to pray. But we want to pray in a way that maybe we don't understand because prayer can be often misunderstood, you know. It's one of those things that um, when we look at it, it's like, uh, what, what is, what's it look like? Well, I've got a, a couple of examples. Sometimes uh, prayer, prayer could be for some like like an hourglass, right? It's like, that's going to take, is that how long you're preaching? <laughs> and so, it, it, I don't know, that could be. But it, 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 it you look at that and it's like, oh man, it's taking forever. I mean, when is that thing going to drain out? I mean, what, how long do we have to wait? What else do I have to see? How long is that going to go, right? Or prayer, maybe, maybe, maybe prayer's more like, oh, what is this? Is this a is this a a special oh it's a it's a magic wand. In fact it's a Harry Potter wand. <laughs> yes, and some of you are gonna write me emails. You should have not brought Harry Potter up on the teaching. But it's his wand and it's so but this is what we think prayer is like. Lord, get it, touch it right now here we go, here we go, pixie dust over here, and uh, I got to say some words, and then boom, it's going to happen, right? It becomes, it's like a magic wand. Yeah, let's, let's have that prayer, or for a lot of us, prayer like a fire extinguisher. It's only in emergencies, right? But how many of you actually even know how to use this? Like, I have this in my house. I'm not even sure how to use it. I go, I think I pulled this. Let's try it. I think I pull. <laughs> People in the front row, no, 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 don't do that. But you, you have it in your house, and sometimes it's like, well, I'll use it in an emergency, but I'm really not sure even how to use it, right? And that's sometimes how prayer can be. But I think when you look at your contact list on your phone, this is a privileged list for you. You know people. You, have, you know businessmen. I know people that I could call and get some advice from. Or maybe I, for me, I got other pastors that are big churches. And I can call and I can ask advice or counsel. Or I have doctor friends. Or maybe you have doctor friends or nurses or things like that. You call them up and you go, hey, do you, is this okay? What's the deal? I got friends like that. It's a privilege list. Like You have a privilege. Like You can go to them. And it's a privilege to be able to just dial them up. Can I just say to you, prayer is such a privilege. It's such a privilege that you and I can go to the God of the universe and we can talk to him at any time. And then we could say, Lord, uh, this is what's going on. And the reason why is because in Hebrews 4, it says that, in fact, that Jesus, because of his death on the cross, he actually paved the way that you and I could come boldly through to the throne room of grace. That we could come to God at any time, at any place. And that we could come to him, not because of my own merit, not because of something I did, not because of my own righteousness or good deeds, but because of what Jesus did. And that I get to go to God and I say, God, please, can you help me? And I'm coming in the name of Jesus because I have received him. I've been forgiven of my sins. No longer is my, my sins don't separate me from God because Jesus has paid the price for my sins. If you're here today and you've never been forgiven of your sins, man, that's the first step. It's to be forgiven, to understand who Jesus is, to get to know him and to understand that he actually is the one that bridges the gap between us and God. And so we have this opportunity of prayer, which I think can be confusing or it takes so long or man, it's it's I just want to use it as a magic trick or man, it's an emergency only. But prayer should be a lifestyle for us. It should be something that we do all the time. And it doesn't mean, you know, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it talks about it this way, that we should pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Yeah, I, I want to pray without ceasing. But that doesn't mean I have to be on my knees everywhere I go or I have to be somewhere. It doesn't, it's not about position. It's about, man, I just I just want to have it as part of my life. It's about where God wants me to to be if I'm driving in my car, or if I'm going to a job interview, or if I'm meeting with, if you're meeting with a client, or you're meeting with a creative team, or whatever it may be, you pray before you go, and you ask God, Lord, can you be with me? Can you give me ideas? Can you go ahead and lead me? Can you give me favor with this sale? Can you do, do something in my life, Lord, that would change what is going on? It's, it's a lifestyle. Prayer should not be regulated to the emergencies, or the magic wand times, or even the times of just trial. It should be part of our being because, man, we serve this God who cares about us, who loves us, who wants to be a part of our lives. And so we have this opportunity to go, Lord, I, I want to cry out to you for whatever it is. Somebody's sick, I want to pray. Somebody's hurting, I want to pray. Lord, I need wisdom, I want to pray. That's just what, it helps out to, to, for us to know, right? And so prayer tips from Jesus, we're going to go through this story in Luke chapter 18. And Jesus tells a parable. And a parable was an illustration, if you would, And it's an illustration of basically uh, to give you a spiritual understanding, and and so it's a widow who comes to this unjust ruler, and and back in those days the judges weren't always fair. In fact, they were very corrupt. The Roman judges were very corrupt. They they would call them robber judges, in fact, because they were corrupt, they were deceitful, and they would take for what was their selves. So they weren't. So here's the here's what I want to kind of give you the background of. Jesus is not saying this unjust ruler is like your father in heaven, like God. No, in fact, this unjust ruler is in fact He is unlike God. God is totally the opposite. God wants to hear from you. This unjust ruler didn't really want to hear, didn't want to be pestered by this widow who would come to him constantly over and over, but but God does want to hear from us. He hears the cry of our heart. He hears what's going on in our lives, you know, but it is, here's the thing about prayer. Prayer will take some effort, you know, it's going to take some effort. Paul even, he even pointed out Epaphras, who was a guy who diligently prayed, fervently prayed in Colossians, in the book of Colossians. He, he talked about how this guy, Epaphras, he was a guy who actually prayed. He prayed in a way that was fervent. He was a fervent kind of prayer. And I don't know if you got that verse in Colossians, but that, that would be the one that we would go to, but I can read it for you. And, and so in Colossians, it's that area where Paul says, check it out, Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you always laboring fervently for you in prayers. That's, that's just how he did it. He labored fervently. That's just his reputation. I'm going to labor fervently. I love that word, fervent. It's a word we're going to talk about in a little bit more, but it, it's, it's that, man, I'm going to Go for it. I'm going to keep on going. And so Jesus is going to lay out these prayer tips for us. In the next few weeks, three weeks, we're going to kind of break down different thoughts. And so here we are at Luke chapter 18. And he begins. And I want you to look right now at this verse only, chapter 18, verse 1. He spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. I love that verse. I'm sorry, because so many times we can be so quick to, hey, let me look at what Jesus has to say. And we skip over a verse that may be so important and and significant for your life, for my life. And what does he say? Luke is saying, hey, Jesus spoke this parable to them so that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. That word lose heart is like, oh, I'm gonna faint. I'm gonna pass out basically. And why do we do that? Why do we lose heart? Well, because we we don't see God answering our prayer. It's taking too long. We had an emergency and it's not going out. I waved the magic wand and it's not happening. And so we lose that focus of, of, of heart, of just faith, of just trusting God. And we lose it because, man, we're, maybe we don't even understand the power of prayer because we've lost that realization that there's power in prayer, that we can come together together Uh, in that opportunity, and just cry out to the God of the universe, the one who created you and me, that gave us of our life, that that detailed your life, that gave you DNA different than the person next to you, and actually made you specific, gave you gifts and talents that I don't have, that you have, that made you with different hair, different everything, and and yet God loves you and cares about you, and his thoughts, Psalm 139 says, outnumber you. The sand on the seashore, basically, right? So you go to the sh- shore today, you go to the beach. I'm from Jersey. I say shore, sorry. You go to the beach today and, and you, you, let the, you let the sand go through your hand. And man, what is it? It's, it's, it's millions and millions. And so God is just saying, I have so many thoughts towards you. Come on. And so here's, here's the first thought for you and I, because this... This is the whole idea of this persistent widow. She kept coming, and and what Jesus says, always ought to pray. Always, I looked it up in the Greek. It means always. (laughs) It doesn't mean sometimes. It doesn't mean, you know, when you feel like it. It says always. Isn't that crazy? So here's the tip from Jesus, and here's where I kind of took it, because for me, if you're going to always pray and not lose heart, you're going to persevere, and when you persevere, what's a synonym of that, which I love, is tenacious. Tenacious. Be tenacious in prayer. Be tenacious in prayer. What is tenacious? Tenacious, it means this, and I, I looked it up so you guys uh, would would understand why I, I picked this kind of uh, this word, if you would, and tenacious means that you're keeping a firm hold of something. You're clinging, you're adhering closely. You have a tenacious grip on something. It's tight, it's fast, it's clinging. You're not readily relinquishing a position, principle, or course of action determined. Yeah, it's that. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna let go. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure. You know, if your kids were at Trunk or Treat uh, and they. They uh, saw, I, I, you know, maybe uh, me in my Mr. Incredible outfit, and you may have seen that. Yeah, thank you. It's the only time I've ever had a six pack in my life. So <laughs> I don't mean beer. <laughs> so, but, but the idea was, you know, a, a couple kids, because of the mask, they were little, they were like running the other way. And maybe they hold on to mom, like protect me from that ugly beast, you know, whatever that is. I'm Mr. Incredible. I'm the most lovable guy around. Although I do have a six pack, <laughs> but, but it's that, it's that I want to hold on. I'm not going to let go. You know, parents, you know, when your kids are afraid of something, they're going to hold on. They're not going to let go. That's a tenacious grip, you know? When we saw Seve and his team win at the Sunday, excuse me, on the semifinal, and today, of course, they're playing in the final for the Barry University men's soccer. But when we saw them win, we were blowing our horns and ringing our bells, and uh, we just kept blowing our horns and ringing our bells. And can I be honest with you? It was down to the wire, and I knew that, man, this is... Tough team, they were bigger, it was strong, but man, we did not give up blowing our horn and ringing our bells because we would not quit. It's like, I am not going to quit. I want to, I want to. Cause whatever chaos I can in the other team's head. I want to do whatever I can because I am not going to quit. In the same way, I think prayer's got to be that way. I am not going to quit. And it's not because I want to change God's mind. Can I be honest with you? This is not us going to God and going, Lord, see it my way. I mean, come on. Do you understand that God's ways are way better than our ways? All right? And so I'm not trying to pray to change Him to go, you got to go with me. I got a better solution. This is a better idea. Uh, No. I am not really smart compared to God. And so what I want to do is I want to go to God and say, Lord, whatever it is that's going to be best, but can you answer? Can you heal? Can you do this, Lord? I believe that you can. I'm going to him. I'm, be- I'm certainly asking him and being persistent and being perseverant and trying to do whatever I can to keep on going, but I'm going to be tenacious, and that tenacious is that same kind of thought of the word fervent that we talked about earlier, and you know the verse in James, in James chapter 5, right? When... Elijah was a man like you and I, but, uh, and, and he prayed, and it, and it rained, but then just before that, it says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Do you know that? The effective, fervent, and fervent, it's like, man, it's, it's, it's on fire, basically. It's like, man, I'm not quitting. Now, think about it for a second. Are our prayers fervent, tenacious? Or are they more kind of like, oh Lord, I'm just sort of, man, this is like, I gotta wait, I gotta wait, or it's emergency blast, or it's a, it's a wand I want to wave over, and I just need some. And so God's just, I, I think what Jesus is telling us is that, hey guys, this is all about a relationship with me. Like the more you know me, the more you want to know me, the more you understand who I am, the more you're gonna want to cry out to me. The more you're gonna want to say, God, I need your help. I, I, this is the answer. I mean, you you say in your word this. Once you understand His promises and who He is, gang, you're gonna want to go to God on everything in your life. Like, I don't want to make a decision. You know, it's it's. It, 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 now, I'm not saying food or you know, oh Lord, what should I do? I'm so confused. Uh, sometimes maybe, but uh, if you had a bad meal, but um, you have the opportunity though, where you can go to Him, and it's all about that relationship. And I really believe that, you know, this. This kind of thought of, man, I want to be tenacious. I want to pray without ceasing. You know, Jesus was the ultimate example of it. In Mark chapter 14, you know this verse in verse 39, in Mark 14 in verse 39. It's this opportunity where, you know, Jesus is pointed out as, and I'm going to pull it up so I can read it to you. 1439, again, he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. What's so significant of that? Because Jesus, he went away and prayed because you remember he would oftentimes get up a long while before daylight and pray. You guys know these verses. We've talked about them before, but then it says he went away and prayed and spoke these same words. So if you've ever wondered like, well, I'm just saying the same thing. Jesus did it. Do you understand? There's something being tenacious there. It's like, hey, I'm going to speak the same thing. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep asking. You keep keep asking God what it is in your life. You know, Some of you, here's, here's part of the problem when you lose heart. Right now, some of you are going through trials. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you're trying to get a job. Maybe your dream of life has gotten sidelined. And so what ends up happening in your life is you begin to sort of look to why God has disappointed you rather than maybe what God is teaching you in the midst of all that. That's the that's the hard part to really grasp. That when you're in the midst of prayer, that this would be our first response, not our last resort, but that we're not trying to get God to just change up things for us, but we're trying to trust him for his perfect plan. I... I you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 7, you guys know that verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. He'll make your path straight, right? It, it's, it's so easy to quote, but so difficult to live. If in the midst of a trial or difficulty or whatever it is in disappointment that you're going through right now, if you don't just trust him with all your heart, and don't lean on your own ways because here's what can happen. Well, I'll fix this. Well, I'm going to do this. Well, I'm going to make this happen. Well, God, I, I can't believe you wouldn't even hear me on this, but here, you know, here's what I want. So Jesus, he wants us to be tenacious, I really believe. But I believe also that having the right perspective matters. This is the second thought for you. Having the right perspective matters. You got to have the right perspective because in Luke Chapter 18, if you go back to to Luke 18, it says, we're going to read through now uh, verse 2. There was a a certain city, a judge, who did not fear God nor regard men. So this guy didn't care about God, didn't care about men. It wasn't like looking for, I could care less what you have to say or do. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me, for my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards, so for a while, she kept coming to him. That's why we call this the parable of the persistent widow, right? Because she was tenacious. She didn't give up. But for a while, afterward, he said within himself, though I don't fear God nor regard men, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continual coming, she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him though he bears long with them? So the, again, this isn't a parallel picture of unjust ruler and God or that image. No, no, no. It's contrasted unjust ruler is this guy who basically doesn't care about people, doesn't want to be bothered with prayers, doesn't want somebody to come to him with all these needs, but God is the opposite. So you have to have the right perspective for us to have the right prayer because so many times I think we could go into it thinking, does God even care? Uh, Maybe he's like the unjust ruler. No, he's not. He cares about your needs, my needs. He cares about the details like we said in Psalm 139. You you know that the verses that I would give you to kind of look and to remind you of. It, here, it's Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. And this is that verse where Jesus talks about the sparrows and how important they are. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. It's like they're cheap little birds. But yet God, apart, he knows everything that's going on in those sparrows' lives. And he says this, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Some are numbered less than others. Do not, do not fear, therefore. You have more value than many sparrows. I mean that, like you have the value of many sparrows. And God feeds them. He takes care of them. He knows when they're falling to the ground. It's like, have you ever thought when you go to prayer that, God, you care... About me, in this financial situation i 'm in, you care that I need a new car, you care that I need a new job, you care that i 'm in the midst of this problem in a relationship, you care that I feel alone or anguished, Lord, you care, yes, he does. he cares that maybe you feel like your life 's been sidetracked, sidelined, that dream, that goal. He cares because he cares about your life, and so the perspective matters. Uh, Romans chapter 8, 31 and 32, you guys know this verse you take note of, but it's this, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Could you please read that verse with me out loud? Because I want you to get this in your heart. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Like, that's crazy. Like, if God is for me, then who could be against me? Really, if I, if it's all these things that, If he he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So when you go into prayer, you realize, wow, Lord, you're for me. You love me. You care about me. You think about me. I got to have the right perspective. I'm not going to the unjust judge. I'm going to the God of the universe who comforts, who cares, who loves, who who wants to help. Now, does it mean that every answer you're going to get is your answer? No, it does not. I'm going to tell you right now. But here's what it does do. It does challenge you and I to trust him even more. Because I believe that this is that opportunity for you, for me to say, all right, Lord, help me to have this kind of faith to trust you. To know, Lord, even in the midst of when something doesn't go your way. That's the hard part, right? So all of a sudden, you know, that didn't go your way. And who do you blame? A lot of times you blame God because you feel like he left you down. But if I really believe the scripture, and I believe Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Well, then I got to really apply that to my life and that truth. And I've got to say, Wow, so Lord, this is all working out to good. I don't really know. James says I got to consider all joy when I fall into various trials. I'm not sure why I have to do that, but I guess I have to do that. But I guess because you're you're actually working in me and perfecting me to be more mature and complete as a Christian. That's the whole answer. There is. It's like I am trusting God to do something in the midst of whatever difficulty it is in my life, and prayer has to be a part of that. Whether I get the answer I want or I don't get the answer that I want. I've still got to trust God no matter what. Many of you had answers that God is like, oh man, how many of you prayed and God gave you more than you even prayed for? You know, that's me. I, I it's like, I'm stopping. I don't, Lord, I, I don't need to. I, you know what I need. You know what I need right now. You know what I need a year from now. You know what I need five years from now. So for me to try to tell you, hey, Lord, this is the amount that I need right here. Lord, I'll just say, Lord, that's, you know, I need it. But if you want to hook it up and give more there, that's OK. You know, you can provide whatever you know I need, Lord, because he truly has everything. He owns it all. And we have, it's a crazy thought, right? Because I guarantee you, all of us, if we really were to admit, none of us, in a lot of ways, we don't fervently pray. We're not tenacious in our prayer. We may not see the perspective. We may not go to Him with everything. We may not be trusting with everything. And so now what happens is we miss out on potentially this open relationship. You know, the crazy thing is God knows what you need before you even think it right. So God already knows. So it's kind of like, well, why do I have to pray? Because he wants you to pray to open up the door of relationship and also for you to trust him so that you and I, me too, that I I could be in that place where now when I see God answer, I'm able to go, wow, Lord, thank you so much. We had a whole bunch of people praying about that. It was unbelievable. All those people on my phone, I asked to pray, that I had the privilege of having them pray for me. Wow, Lord, look what you did. The hard part is, is when you get disappointed. And I want to encourage you that God still loves you in the midst of all that. His timing is not going to be your timing. His ways are never going to be your ways. And that's why the next thought is this in verse seven. And shall God not avenge the own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. So he'll avenge them speedily. And how many of you are going, I have not seen speed from God. on this? <laughs> It's like, well, yeah, I know that verse. A day for the Lord is like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day. It feels like a thousand years I've been praying. That's why I keep waving my magic wand because God doesn't seem to get it. No, he gets it because... You see, I believe in prayer. And here's another tip from Jesus, I believe for us, is that patience is required. You know, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Oh, it's hard to be patient. How many of you have a hard time being patient in traffic here in Miami? Go ahead and admit it. Aventura, I'm telling you. How many of you have a hard time in the Whole Foods market at Aventura? Just the parking. I could lose my salvation in there. I'm not kidding you, dude. That place, there are such mean people in there. I don't understand it. I just, you know, and I have to remember, okay, I got to invite them to church. Don't crash into them, okay. You know, just give them the, don't, you know, one way Jesus, that's just one, you know, don't give them any other looks. Patience is required, people. Patience is required. Because God's not going to answer in your timing all the time. But does it stop you from being, A prayer person being fervent, being tenacious, being, hey, Lord, I I really got to lift this up. Or are you trusting him in the midst of whatever waiting is going on? Here's what I believe happens. In the midst of waiting, God is changing you. You're not waiting to change God's mind. He may be waiting to change you. So in the midst of that waiting, you and I get changed because now what am I doing? Well, now I'm trusting God. I, the magic wand's not working. It is taking longer than I thought. And so God, what do you want me to do? Well, man, maybe I need to look at your promises and just rely upon who you are and what, maybe I need to be reminded that this is who you are, God, that you are faithful, that you are just, that you are merciful, that you are a provider, that you are loving. And so I got to trust you in the midst of all this. I got to trust what you're doing. I got to trust your ways. And so That is that patience. Man, I I want that patience, you know, just to keep, keep waiting. And it doesn't mean I stop asking. I keep waiting in the midst of asking, right? But I'm not forcing him to be like me. Now, some of you know that uh, I inherited with Gabby as we got married, Tiger, our cat, you know and tiger loves to let us know when she's hungry kind of like two and three year old babies for you that so tiger's always so this morning it was perfect Because we're in the room, we're getting ready, and uh, everybody's on time, which was beautiful. And so, uh, because we're an hour ahead, it's good. So um, there's Tiger. She's also like, hey, where's my food? I'm ready to eat. So she lets us know, and I've told you the meow sounds like now, 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 now. I want to eat now, 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 now. And so she will not stop. Tiger will not stop. She constantly, and then she'd wait for a moment, right? She'd wait. And she'd lie down. And then as soon as I would walk towards the door, she'd scramble to the door and be like, now, now, now's the time, now's the time, now. And I'd be like, no, I'm just going to get my bag, Tiger. And it's like, oh, man. And then she'd walk over to Gabby in the bathroom getting ready. And she'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. And then so I'm not kidding. It was perfect. I'm like, this is so perfect. It's a perfect illustration. Because this is the way we should be. Like in the midst of waiting, we're still asking, right? Lord, is it now? Is it now? Is it could be? Lord, I'm going to keep on asking because I know you care and I know you want, but I'm going to wait here. But she waited there. She did Although one time she did sneak out the door, run downstairs and try to get us to come down because she was trying to make noise from downstairs, but she realized we weren't listening to her. So she came back up to her. It's kind of like what we do. Lord, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm going to do, I'm going to walk away even from church for a while. And I'm going to, I'm going to see if you get your attention. Because God wants you to be walking in patience because in the midst of that, he's trying to change you and I. I believe that. He's trying to change us because it hurts to wait. It's hard to wait. It's hard to... Just sit there. And listen, it doesn't mean I'm not doing what God calls me to do. I'm still working. I'm still effort. I'm still putting forth effort. That doesn't mean I'm stopping. But I'm also asking God, what is it you want to do? And I want to go your way. And I, I haven't heard from you, Lord. What is that answer? What, what do you want to say? Let, let, look at the last part of this. Here, here's what he says. I tell you, verse 8, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, I love this verse. When the Son of Man comes... And we talked about that last week. It was about the second coming of Christ. You know, it's not, it wasn't about the rapture of the church because the rapture happens, the tribulation of the church. But then the second coming, when Jesus comes back with all the church and, and rule and reign for a thousand years here an, on earth. And so he's saying, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find f- faith on the earth? Now, here's what I, I get. It's like, how? you like if we're raptured out of here who's going to have faith well i'm going to tell you right now let's say we were to get raptured last next week would the people around you who watch you pray or live out your life would they believe would their faith be challenged would they be increased because of how you pray in other words our faith i believe is a witness it's our prayers become a, a witness of our faith. That's the last, the last thought for you and I. Our prayers are a witness of our faith that we can actually, Lord... I'm gonna, uh, somebody's sick in your office and, and maybe you're out uh, by the water cooler in the bathroom while well, I'm not feeling good. Do you mind if I pray with you? Oh man, well, I guess it's not illegal to pray. And so now all of a sudden your, your faith becomes a witness to them. I don't know if they're gonna be uh, saved. I'm not sure what's gonna happen, but I know one thing, man, they may be compelled to understand who Jesus is. And when he comes back, hopefully, man, they're gonna be right there with him. And so we, everything we do, how we care for people, how we share with people, but how we pray, how is that affecting others? What does it look like? And then what does God, how are we trusting you in the midst of all that? Here's what I believe as we kind of wrap all this up is this. We look and we say, all right, Lord, is this, is this really taking this long? And, and here's what it feels like God does. Oh yeah, let me go ahead and turn that over, right? Let me go ahead and... you got to wait a little longer, right? Or, Lord, I I have done every little magic trick I thought, and it's just nothing seems... I've said that verse. I've quoted that verse. I've done that. But it's not happening. I've picked up this. I don't know how to use it in the midst of an emergency. But, Lord, I believe... all of us, what God wants us to do is take our relationship with him and say, God, it's not my will, but your will. It's not my way, but your way. It's not what I should have, but it's what you should have, which is best for me. What is God's best plan for your life and my life? It's what I ask him for. And I say, Lord, now, does it mean I can't say, God, here's what I, I, Lord, we're we're looking for a car, we're looking for a job, we're, yeah, you be specific. It's like, Lord, but I want what you want. Close the doors on the other things. Help me to see, Lord, let me trust you. Let me know that I can be tenacious, that I'll hold on, that I won't let go. That my faith won't waver if you don't answer right away. That my faith won't waver if, the magic doesn't work for me. That my faith won't waver if in the emergency, the emergency doesn't turn out the way you want. Yeah, you can't have your faith wavering. What you got to do in those moments is I still trust in the Lord with all my heart in all my ways. I'm going to acknowledge him and he's going to make my path straight. God, I want to go to you and pray and ask you for help. That's, that's it. Lord, I, you're, you're my God. You're my savior and my friend and I get to come to you on a daily basis. It's a privilege. It's a lifestyle. It should be something that you and I do, not because, oh man, this is part of what Christians do. No, it should become like out of the abundance of the heart. Well, let's pray about that. We should be a praying church. I pray that you would pray for us as a church, as a leadership, as me, as a pastor. I need all the help I can get. I need all the wisdom I could get. Our team, you know, new kids ministry volunteers, whatever it may be, uh, salvation to happen to this community, salvation to happen to anybody who walks in the door, that people would understand how much Jesus loves them, that they would be drawn to this place as a lighthouse, that you would pray. Because the more we pray, the more we lift up the name of Jesus, the more we actually point people to him, I believe the more God's going to use our church to impact this community and the surrounding area, this city, wherever it may be, God wants to use us together in prayer. Amen. So let's pray. God, we thank you that we can pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on a cross for us, that we could be forgiven of our sins and we can come to a holy and mighty God and and we could love you with everything we got, Lord, that we could could know you, we could know forgiveness, we could know the promise of eternal life, we could know that, Lord, you care deeply about us. Lord, forgive us that we blow off prayer. Forgive us that we're not fervent about it, tenacious about it. Forgive us when we're not patient. Forgive us, Lord, when we, when we don't really look to you for the answers first. But, Lord, we try to figure it out on our own. God, help us to put our lives in your hands and help us to be led by what you want us to do. I pray you would help us to hear your perfect plan. Lord, unfold your ways. I pray for this church that you would help us all become prayer warriors, Lord, not just uh, praying for food or, you know, uh, praying for uh, a quick this or that, but Lord, it would be something that we pray for fervently, tenaciously, that we hold on, that we don't give up, that we hold on and see you do something great. I pray that we would raise up to be prayer people, God, that we would not let this be something that's just uh, just a, a quick teaching that, oh yeah, I gotta pray, but Lord that we would apply it to our life because Jesus you came in to die for our lives so that I pray God please help us to build that relationship with you so that we can know you better so we can have a relationship with you more and we could see you answer in a way that is exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or thank God we thank you that you care and we ask your blessing on this church in Jesus name we pray amen amen, amen.